To discuss the real issues affecting the Tasman nations, this is Trad Tasman Talk, jointly produced by the Unshackled.net and RightMinds.nz. Now, here's Tim Wilms in Australia and Dewa DeBoer in New Zealand. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second last ever show of Trad Tasman Talk on this Black Friday, the 25th of November, 2022. I'm Tim Wilms, Editor-in-Chief of The Unshackled here in Melbourne, Victoria, where it is State Election Eve. And I am Dewa DeBoer, Editor of Right Minds NZ, here in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, where I had completely forgotten it was Black Friday. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the Americanization of the world continues. <laughs> yes, for those who don't know, uh, who would have got lots of spam emails about Cheers. Black Friday, it's the day after Thanksgiving in the, the United States, which is like their Boxing Day sales. And because we live in a globalized world with all of these uh, globalist corporations like Amazon and eBay, they all do black friday because why not have a sale and uh, a lot of people see we've got a black friday as sale they get the spam and i'm like oh i must <laughs> get something that i might not need to uh, for a discounted price exactly uh, although i did i did uh um was it um the uh, we have an electronics company in New Zealand called PB Tech, and they run their Black Friday sales the week before. So they, the thing I do remember now is that last week they announced a Black Friday uh, sale, and they, I think they do that just as, to try and get people to spend the money there instead. So if you spent it the week before, you can't spend it the next week. So we're we're getting into this uh, uh, creep with a lot of these uh, uh, con consumption uh, celebrations where uh, these these organizations are trying to be the first to get your money uh, and you we will see, money left <laughs> and that's exactly what we will get to later on in the show uh, in fact uh, adrian or our reserve bank governor has instructed kiwis to uh, tape their wallets shut during christmas this year uh, he uh, he wants people to stop spending money <laughs> uh, so you, you said uh, you've been ordered to tape your wallets shut put a mask on them <laughs> Um, well, uh, I guess that's uh, a good uh, a good segue into uh, the usual segment. Should, of... uh, before we we start, uh, those who are, are watching, hello to all of our our viewers on the Unshackled and Right Minds YouTube channels. It's good to see that. Uh, well, you'll be missed at least. I've also put in the, the entropy link because we'll still do Q&A and Super Chat reading out at the end of the show. But our viewers will have noticed my backdrop is different because I've restored my bookcase backdrop. And I know in the pre-show, uh, Dewey did a distance inspection to, to make sure that uh, there was no problematic books. <laughs> I was actually disappointed that there were no problematic books. Uh, Although a fan favorite, I don't know if you can reach it behind you, but I did spot a few fan favorites, uh, some Mark Stein. Uh, I I believe when we started the show, that was the book I had behind me in my set little set of books. There's a few Bibles behind me at the moment, but um, nearly nearly three years ago now, where uh, I would have had 
uh, Mark Stein's books behind me every show. And he's doing great now, actually. He's got his own show uh, on GB News uh, every single weeknight, I believe. Uh, he's yeah, moved up in the world from, from where he was a few years ago. Yes, it's his show is very truthful, and uh, which is it's hard to be in on a terrestrial television yeah. in the UK so when you've got like the UK is cable TV. You're basically, yeah. it's basically mainstream news, uh, and he's done some amazing COVID segments uh, in the past year. Uh, even he's continue he's continuing to do them on um, uh, vaccine uh, victims, uh, people who were coerced and forced into. Uh, you know, permanent uh, disability now, and uh, he's one of the few. As we have our uh, senators who uh, who are pursuing uh, uh, pursuing though well, pursuing the authorities about why there is these excess deaths in Australia this this year. Can you can 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 you cross check uh, the the, the deaths of people with their, their vaccine status and, and those uh, senators, they all signed a letter this week. So they are Alex Antic of the Liberals, uh, Jared Rennick of the Queensland LNP, uh, Matt Canavan also of the Queensland LNP and Ralph Babette of the United Australia Party. I, this is a, a motion in the Senate for the production of documents about the government contracts uh, between the federal government and the the vaccine manufacturers. Uh, so, even though uh, most of the, the mandates, well, the government mandates have been dropped, uh, the, last week uh, Woolworths announced they were dropping their corporate vaccine mandate. So it's good to see that they're slowly peeling away from these major corporations the the vaccine mandates. And on that subject, I believe there has been a, uh, a film released uh, in the past few days. I've seen it shared around online, although I haven't watched it myself. Um, but um, have you seen um, the uh, Dive Suddenly documentary? Yes, yeah, so that's on Stu Peter's uh, channel on, on Rumble. And the the main... Uh, the, 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 the main timeline, they said, if there wasn't a, what is it, a vaccine injury or, or death uh, immediately after the after somebody had had their COVID vaccine, then it could happen uh, around about five months after their second dose. And my last second dose was over a year ago, October. So, yay, I survived. You can have, and, a, you can have an I survived badge <laughs> yes and to show that it's it's no longer a conspiracy theory misinformation that you can be injured or die from the the covid vaccines this was in the sydney morning herald a humiliating and degrading patients wait wait months for answers on vaccine injury uh, claims so so actually this is this is actually a sympathetic article about those who have have experienced injuries from the various vaccines, whether it be Pfizer, AstraZeneca, and they're not getting the the, the compensation that they were promised uh, 
by the the federal budget. It's open until April 2024. So they're planning for, it seems to give out a lot more vaccines, which will cause side effects. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> Uh, and we have we have a little bit of a, a spat between uh, two sort of uh, uh, alternative media, new media commentators here in New Zealand, um, specifically Sean Plunkett's uh, outfit, the platform, and also one of his uh, hosts, Michael Laws, um, have been arguing with Cameron Slater from the BFD, formerly Whale Oil. Uh, and uh, yeah, basically, you have one side of this uh, new media that's on board with uh, the vaccine. Um, Sean Plunkett has, refuses to acknowledge vaccine injuries. He'll kick people off his show if they talk about vaccine injuries. Oh, well, we remember uh, we showed some of his tweets where he got COVID and thanked the vaccines. That yes, it <laughs> that's right. The Australian audience uh, w will remember that. Uh, yeah, and, and that's it. He uh, he has some some wealthy backers, but it's hard to tell exactly what his audience, uh, what his target audience is, because um, he's supposed to be challenging the uh, challenging the narrative, ch challenging the mainstream media. Uh, having a free speech platform that's open to all ideas, uh, but he's not really, uh, he's not really open to, uh, uh, you know, any, he, he's not open to, to what are, as you've demonstrated here, mainstream uh, challenges to the, uh, uh, the, the narrative that he absorbed, that, you know, he, he, he's not willing to change. He's not willing to admit that, you know, maybe I was a little bit wrong. Uh, maybe it's not, ever, you know, maybe it's not perfect. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, he's been called out for it. And, uh, Cameron Slater uh, uh, on the BFD. He's the one who's been on the uh, on the money on this one the whole time. He's been hounding him. Uh, he's been the one that's uh, been publishing a lot of this uh, data for New Zealand related to excess deaths as well, uh, the the COVID death stats as well. Every week he's been publishing those uh, hospitalizations versus you know vaxxed, unvaxxed, triple jabbed, quad quadruple jabbed, whatever it is. Um, he's been, and, and there's been a war between the two of them in terms of leaking information as well around uh, Avi Yemeni's visit to New Zealand. Um, Cameron Slater was the one who got the doc documents, um, and then Sean Plunkett refused to uh, uh, credit him, and so on. So uh, there's a there's a good rivalry going on between them. Um, I don't see Sean Plunkett winning that one out. Uh, he doesn't have the uh, he doesn't have an endearing and an, an, an any kind of audience that's willing to follow him no matter what. Well, especially we'll play this clip here, uh, hanging up on uh, callers who are talking about the the open agenda of the the World Economic Forum mm -hmm. with 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 health passports. He yeah doesn't want to hear it. Now, now people say that this is going away. Not um, going away, that, Paul. Uh, vaccine passports. Let's just live with COVID and, and forget about it. Well, it's not really going away because at the moment in Bali, the World Health Organization... Oh, for a, God's they, sake, Paul, they, what's this got to do with Bali? The well, World Health Organization are meeting in Bali. So effing yeah. what? Well, and well, how do you know that, Paul? Because you read it on the internet. Because someone in your uh, in your stupid, moronic, bloody echo chamber sent it to you. So the World Health Organization is meeting down, in Bali. So what? You tell me. But let me tell you, they want to reintroduce a digital vaccine passport for you and I to travel around the world. How do you know that? I saw the meeting. I saw, I saw it on the internet, Paul. Goodbye. Some amorphous individual from the middle of Europe, this guy called Klaus, some German, who just happens to be the executive director of the World Economic Forum, um, which is just basically a glorified th think tank. <laughs>
And amazingly, the the slogan of the the platform is what is it uh, open tolerant? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> um, new show on your um, was it last week? When did this happen? Um, the picture of Jacinda doing a Klaus Schwab at the so this is what happened actually after. Um, I'm gonna. I'm quickly gonna hunt it down. You can talk about. Yeah, the, uh, the I, can, I can. I can show it again. But yes, Klaus uh, Schwab. Yeah. He was part of uh, it, Summit yeah. Season at the because there was yeah there was three in a row. The uh, this is from the the East Asia Summit, the ASEAN there, and uh, uh, Klaus was in cosplay uh, the entire <laughs> time and. Yeah, he was also, what is it? They have a spin-off uh, from the, the G20 in Bali. It's the B20, so global business mm -hmm. leaders, where they where, uh, one of them uh, discussed the, the global uh, vaccine passport for the next uh, pan pandemic, which, of course, Sean Plunkett would say is just an internet conspiracy theory. Uh, exactly. Uh, yeah, it just was funny to see them get the egg on the face that quickly. It was, it was the case. He, you know, they're hanging up on callers one day, and the next day, you've got pictures of of Jacinda Dern and Klaus Schwab schmoozing, uh, uh, surrounded by their mask servants. Uh, so it's. Yeah. There has also been uh, there was a a rumor spread on Twitter that there was a falling out between Avi Yemeni and uh, Real Rakshan uh, because they were going to travel to New Zealand together, but Avi was blocked because of his uh, uh, criminal conviction over the, the, the chopping board incident, uh, but uh, Rakshan was able to uh, get in and film. There was this rumour that there was a, a falling out between, between them over Rakshan feeling ripped off about not getting his fair share of, uh, of uh, rebel funds. Uh, so this is uh, Avi asking Rakshan if this is true. I've just been sent a really concerning tweet. Sources close to Avi Mani say there has been a fallout between he, Rukshan, and the propaganda media boss Ezra Levant in recent days, with the independent reporter livid over his share of grifting funds, which has been wasted on Yamini's wedding and honeymoon. Is it true, Rukshan? Every single f***ing word. Where's the money for the wedding photos, so there you go. Uh, rumor cleared up. <laughs> uh, good to see uh, Avi responding to the haters. Uh, I believe he, uh, yeah. he got a good scoop on um, on one of these um, uh, crypto uh, scammers as well, who was uh, promoting uh, one of these um, uh, the, the recent is it FTX collapse. Yeah. Uh, one um, of the guys who'd been shilling that he uh, he demolished him in an interview as well uh he's 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 been on on the money uh week after week after week Avi's you know he's on the right he's definitely on a roll yeah he didn't certainly uh waste his uh, honeymoon in Israel I mean he covered the Israeli elections and caught up with uh Nas uh, daily uh, <laughs> humiliating him I'm surprised that Nas agreed to it all mm -hmm. <laughs> he's regretting it now and of course, uh, Avi is 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 back here in in Melbourne now for the uh, final week of the Victorian election campaign, which we'll get to shortly. Uh, we should also it's a 
wish happy birthday to the the Omicron variant. It's uh, it's one year old. I, I remember when it first appeared, we we covered it on our. Sh- I think we called the show what is it? New World Order because it was going to be called. Well, that was fitting. Yeah, because it was supposed to be called New. That was the next letter in the Greek yeah. alphabet, but they named it omicron uh, because people would get confused with new and you and new and they didn't want to name it g uh because <laughs> like xi jinping which should have been the name of the original virus <laughs> one year on and uh omicron's uh grandchildren and cousins uh they're they're, they're still still carrying on well it, it was as we as i'm sure we predicted in that show it was a nothing burger right it was like oh, it's well, just, it it's was the yeah, omicron was like the, uh, the 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 best thing to happen during the pandemic yeah, exactly it was super, <laughs> and super mild it led to the testing and tracing system collapsing and what is it yeah. it's it's dump day for the, uh, the for the covid stats and yeah, it, 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 it it overwhelmed the the technological capabilities of the of the um the uh pandemic PCR state death. yeah and... it, it, it it brought the whole thing crashing down yeah absolutely um anyway onto some good news for new zealand um the hate speech laws that we were promised have been watered down uh the uh, we were told we'd get uh, hate speech uh, laws protecting religion and also the LGBT uh, plus, et cetera, et cetera, community uh, and possibly women as well. But the government has announced that we will only be protecting religion, um, which is ironic for me because I remember when uh, the blasphemy laws were repealed a year or two ago and um I pointed out that you know we had blasphemy laws this whole time and we enjoyed freedom of speech and now uh getting you know we'd be we'd be removing religious protections and uh, uh we'd be losing freedom of speech at the same time uh, but the government is now hastily putting the blasphemy laws back uh and uh in a, in a big victory for us i think uh, not protecting uh the lgbt etc uh, uh and women uh, means that uh, you know they can't come after us uh, for hate speech and so on, uh, and it also causes uh, a big problem uh, uh, for them in terms of coming after us for uh, on religious grounds. Uh, that article that you just had up there, sorry, I was uh, behind a little bit. The uh, Human Rights Commission, if you just go up to the titles, the Human Rights Commission has said that uh, watering down the hate sp- a bit higher up all the way to the title uh i'm going to read out the title so the human rights commission of all uh, uh groups very famous organization in new zealand human rights commission uh stands for uh, uh, everything but human rights and they've claimed that uh not protecting lgbt uh, plus etc people uh, with hate speech legislation is a breach of the treaty of waitangi and for the australians we know the treaty of waitangi was signed in 1840 uh, I think that was uh, well before any concept of uh, anything uh, resembling gender theory was invented uh, because that came, comes from the 1960s, John Money for, uh, in New Zealand pedophile um, who invented gender theory. So uh, it's just an example I thought I'd put up here in terms of how insane uh, the Human Rights Commission is in New Zealand. Uh, yeah, so um, on... on that's on that subject though i would see this as a as a big victory for us uh it's simply because you know this was labor's big hate speech legislation and it's all but gone 
the only thing that remains is religious protection, which people, you know, come to me and say, well, it's only going to be about Islam. They're not going to apply it equally. Um, well, firstly, the law is the law. Anyone can, you know, can petition for redress under the law. It doesn't matter whether whether they intend to, to use it for, uh, you know, what, what purpose they intend to use it for. Uh, and the other thing is that uh, existing, uh, there are existing uh, uh, restrictions at the moment uh, that, that these are being, that this is being added to on the basis of like race and ethnicity and so on. And we don't have large uh, uh, or any prosecutions for people being racist or whatever. Uh, the uh, thing that this probably will affect the most is the media, what gets uh, presented in the mainstream media, what kinds of things they'd be allowed to write and so on. Uh, they're not writing stuff that's racist. They're not writing stuff that's anti-Semitic anyway. They're not writing anything that's critical of Islam. You know, people say, oh, well, I can't be critical of Islam. The media, you, you can be critical of Islam, but the media won't do it. And under hate speech legislation, they wouldn't do it anyway. But they are critical of uh, other religious groups like white Christians, as we saw a few weeks ago with the disinformation project. Uh, so that's an opportunity for us uh, because we can, we can strongly discourage them from uh, uh, religious discrimination against white Christians uh, specifically. So uh, th this is, it is uh, most likely uh, an opportunity for us. And at the very least we can, uh, we can mm, uh, give some pain Give, give, give them some pain if they try to uh, come after us for our religious beliefs or they try and target our uh, uh, particular, um, uh, what do they call it, the, our uh, white Christian uh, pseudo-Celtic views or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't see this actually ever being applied in terms of uh, uh, making it to court, people going to prison for it, because the existing, uh, the existing legislation doesn't get referenced like at all so and it already exists uh so we shall see where that goes but i see this more i see this as quite a big victory because if the labor party if the worst thing the labor party can get through is a, a very uh uh you know a very loose blasphemy law uh, that's a big win for us so you're planning to become a vexatious litigant so <laughs> yes if that's what it takes yeah victory victory at all costs tim <laughs> and uh, you're also allowed to state your well when i say your christian beliefs mm. like actual christian beliefs about well gender and Absolutely. marriage so yep. it, it has the conversion therapy ban Passed yes. In New Zealand. Yes. So that has passed, um, which we we've covered in the past. Basically, it's illegal to pray. It's illegal to pray away the gay, as they like to say. Um, but we have not seen any prosecutions there. In fact, uh, we have several people still openly um, running uh, these services, where they're saying basically offering counselling services to people who are struggling with their gender or sexuality, uh, and and providing you know biblical Christian responses to it. Um, these people have been, had, had articles run them in the media, they've been doxxed and so on. But as far as I am aware, none of them have actually been prosecuted. So we're waiting for that, uh, to happen at some point. Uh, I suspect it will happen, but so far it seems the people, the very, very small amount of this is, was happening anyway. Unfortunately, uh, most, uh, Christian mainstream churches have, are so weak and pathetic. They wouldn't say anything anyway. Um, but yeah, we, we will keep an eye on that and we'll see what happens um uh, on, on those grounds but for instance something like religious protections could be useful there um 
because you know they, they, they are uh, religious beliefs that uh, should be protected under the under under the uh, Bill of Rights now uh, where, where that will go we don't know um, the in, uh, speaking of the um, you know, obviously the uh, uh, especially the transgender agenda um, being covered uh, in the media we actually had a ruling by the uh, media council in New Zealand today is this a government media yes which council? is a government uh, basically, a media watchdog uh, organization that ensures the media uh, uh, runs things that are uh, completely legal and above board. Uh, there was a, a complaint here made by um, Fern Hickson, and she complained that stuff ran an article that was uh, basically uh, uh, attacking TERFs and detransitioners. So, sorry, this particular. So this was the speaker, sorry, um, who made the complaint. She she's a detransitioner, so she uh, was formerly trans. She's returned to her um, her real gender at birth, uh, and she she basically complained that stuff uh, didn't talk to her, didn't uh, only ran negative uh, uh, articles. They basically claimed that puberty, puberty blockers were safe to use. All of this uh, uh, garbage that you'd expect from stuff. And instead, uh, the media council has told them off saying, uh, no, you have to run, uh, you have to provide the other side of the story here. You cannot run uh, the transgender agenda uncritically. People have a right to be able to uh, get a right of reply and have the, their views heard. Uh, and this has sent the leftists in, in, in the New Zealand Twitter sphere into an absolute tailspin. They'd be taking loss after loss, especially you know their loss on hate speech now, and now their loss in the media council where... Uh, media being instructed to actually uh, provide uh, contra uh, you know, co contrary viewpoints to the trans agenda. Uh, so this is, again, great news for us as well. And if we had things like uh, the LGBT hate speech, you know, they may not prosecute us, but you'd never be able to see something like this in the media. Like the media council wouldn't be able to make a ruling like this if LGBT hate speech had, had happened. So uh, a victory here. Uh, ironically, uh, or funnily enough, I guess, um, there was a similar complaint along the lines of climate change made against Stuff a number of years ago. For instance, uh, Stuff refuses to uh, publish any material critical of climate change or climate uh, uh, the, the climate emergency. Um, and that was actually upheld by the Media Council saying that because there is a, a settled science, there is universal agreement on climate change, that's okay. But they specifically said that with the transgender agenda, um, that there is no settled science, there is no global consensus. So we have maybe one or two years worth of uh, of that, uh, you know, before it all gets shut down, uh, unless um, you know Elon Musk's uh, is, is totally victorious on Twitter. Um, we we may see a, a massive change in the global conversation here. Uh, we'll 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 you know it, I, lots of good news for us this week, uh, in, in terms of culture war victories. Lots and lots of good news. So New Zealand has a similar legislative framework on hate speech and vilification to that of Victoria. So we've had the Racial and Religious Tolerance Act since 2002, which <laughs> is has only been used to protect Muslims mainly, hardly Christians, uh, uh, most uh, infamously. Uh, Neil Erickson, Blair Cottrell, and Chris Shortis were convicted of as inciting severe ridicule and contempt for that mock beheading outside a Bendigo 
a town hall uh, back in uh, 20, 2015. So there was uh, Fiona Patton of the Reason Party was going to, she introduced an amendment which would expand it to, to cover sex, sexuality, gender identity, mm -hmm. disability, age, all these, all these things, but it seems to have been put on the back burner. Uh, but uh, the conversion therapy uh, ban uh, did pass. So it's it's kind of like this weird thing that Christians are allowed to express their beliefs mm -hmm. on sexuality and gender identity, but just not practice them on people. Yeah, that's uh, it seems to be uh, the case. And uh, the examples you say from Australia, you'd probably have a similar situation here. Um, well, I mean, you already had people prosecuted for uh, was it putting pigs, uh, pigs on like a pig's head outside a mosque and so on? Um, I don't approve of those things anyway. Uh, whether people should go to prison for them, of course, is another story. But um, the that basically seems to be the case. You can more, roughly say what you like, but if you go and uh, uh, take certain actions that would aggravate or provide uh, uh, that kind of, I think, ridicule and um, contempt uh, are two of the words used there, ridicule or contempt, um, yeah, then then potentially you would be prosecuted in New Zealand as well. So good warning to anyone who plans to uh, repeat any of those incidents. I don't think that will happen again because the closest incident that you had to that over there in Australia has already happened in New Zealand and uh, that guy did go to jail for a bit. So it wasn't under any kind of hate speech legislation. It was under, uh, you know, whatever threatening violence and so on. Is there any uh, push to introduce a swastika ban? Because that's coming into effect no. <laughs> in Victoria just before Christmas and it's spreading to, to other states, banning mm -hmm. the public display of uh, specifically the Nazi uh, swastika, uh, not, the, so the, not the Buddhist. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I was, was going to say, uh, with the Hindu situation in New Zealand, that one might not go down so well. So. <laughs> Our legislation in Victoria protects the, the Hindu uh, swastika. Uh, so. um, on this uh, similar subject, I mean, we were talking about uh, these mo the mosques uh, before. Um, the uh, some other bad news for Jacinda Ardern is that Twitter, the uh, Twitter team, the entire Twitter team that was working on the Christchurch call, uh, as as Jacinda Ardern called her digital strategy for combating hatred online. Uh, and I provide the uh, the quote here buried in uh, a conversation article mentioned specifically here that the entire team, the New Zealand government was planning to work with, had disappeared. It's unlikely any work outlined in September will actually eventuate. So in September, they agreed to implement Jacinda Ardern's Christchurch call. And then in November, uh, Elon Musk uh, uh, bought, you know, finalized his purchase of Twitter and fired the entire uh, staff, uh, all of the staff that were working on this um, uh, uh, idea to, you know, whatever it is that she wanted to censor online, uh, it's now has been vaporized. I know that, uh, just this afternoon, Elon Musk, he, uh, he, he released a more detailed policy about what speech is not okay. So Holocaust, 9-11 and Sandy Hook denial is, uh, on uh, um, the new parts of, that's right. Yeah. New parts of Twitter's hate speech policy. <laughs> um, the one thing I appreciate with Elon Musk, uh, there is that he is being a lot more transparent in terms of actually, uh, saying, actually, actually providing a list of the things that you're not allowed to criticize specifically. Um, and of course, um, he is, uh, he's implementing his general amnesty next week. We'll see how that goes. 
Um, but yeah, I there was a comment that um, the uh, Morgoth made several weeks ago, and I won't be able to quote this correctly, but he said roughly that um, it's it's far better to be live in a society where the king, or you know, in this case, a digital square, where you have a, a, a king, and you know that as long as you don't upset the king, he'll leave you alone in peace, and you can do whatever you want. Then you're you're free. But but you know who he who the king is and what you're going to do to upset him and what what could get you in trouble as opposed to this kind of uh liberal democracy version of of freedom where uh there you have these uh advertisers uh ngos large corporate organizations uh, uh bureaucrats uh pr people human resources behind the scenes you don't know who they are and uh and and you don't know what you might do to offend them and they'll shut you out for no reason uh, and and it's it's it, it feels a lot less arbitrary just to have someone uh, like Elon Musk in charge who, uh, yeah, he, he says, okay, don't, don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do that. Um, and, and you know, you're not, you're not going to get banned. Uh, and, and it's not, it's not some vague uh, concept of uh, um, uh, a high level concept that, that any, you know, that there are a hundred, 200 invisible faces who, who, who could ban you for, uh, for, for the vaguest of reasons. Uh, now we'll move on to, economic matters which uh, obviously the cost of living inflation has been pretty bad in new zealand so your uh, reserve bank governor has well is he's upped interest rates quite significantly yes so zero zero point seven five percent which i uh here is apparently the highest since 2008 the uh, great financial crisis um, he's actually said that they expected this crisis to be worse than the great financial crisis of 2008. Um, they are saying that they are going to be, that this is a planned recession, deliberate. Uh, I don't think they had a choice, but at least they're telling. Recession you have to have. Yeah, it's a recession we have to have. We've, we've known, we've been saying this for years. Um, anyone who follows the Austrian School of Economics will know that we have to have a recession. Um and now at least the Reserve Bank has admitted it. So that's, uh, I mean, it could have been avoided by not doing, you know, not pumping up the fake economy as they have, but that's that's where we are. Um, and they say inflation is going to stay at 7, 7.5% for a year. Um, and uh, he's specifically saying that we're pursuing negative GDP growth um, for, I'm going to say... Um, that's pretty uh, courageous to say that. Yeah, he's saying, so it's a very shallow and short period of negative GDP growth. Those are his exact words. A shallow and short period of negative GDP growth. Um, don't take that to the bank. It's, uh, uh, I would expect much worse than that. Um, but they're hoping that if they're, uh, if they're successful, that they will have uh, a short, sharp recession. <laughs> if anyone yeah. remembers Jacinda's short, sharp lockdowns, um, the uh, the Reserve Bank is yeah. not going to give us well, you know, the toll. Like, the toll must be paid. Uh, yeah. COVID. The people who wanted the COVID lockdowns, people who liked COVID policy for the past three years. Um, uh, I hope the the brunt of the suffering falls on those people because they deserve this. It probably won't because uh, in, they 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 can like with climate policies they can afford to absorb it. So <laughs> we have. Uh, our, well, our our reserve bank will it won't meet next tuesday but the following tuesday we'll see a, what the decision is because the the bank of england that also w uh, raised rates by 0.75 
point basis points and so a recession is predicted in the uk the australian economy is not as fragile though our inflation is around that seven percent i it it's it's said that it'll peak around the december quarter at around eight percent australia is of course very lucky that we've got all of these minerals that in the in the ground that we still continue to to dig up well entrepreneurs i should say (laughs) uh, uh, dig up and and sell to the world uh they're obviously new zealand's ex main export is uh dairy uh which of course uh jacinta wants to well Uh, yep so, yeah, yeah, our government's looking to cut dairy by 20% uh, in the next, uh, well, not dairy, sorry, uh, the beef, uh, I think dairy by seven, beef by 20 something percent, uh, sheep by 27% as well. Um, yeah. yeah, so, so, but you have a, so you have a government who's looking to cut uh, the, the minerals you dig out of the ground as well. So uh, things could, could get ugly there if they follow through. And some businesses now because in New Zealand because crime is increased well they're not putting a a mask over their 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 businesses they're putting bars over. yeah uh the plexiglass is going down the mask is going in the bin and the iron bars are going up uh, we've shifted from the uh, the pandemic age into the uh, age of chaos and crime uh perhaps another um another um consequence of the past three years um, is, is just going to be an increase in crime, poverty, uh, helplessness, hopelessness across the board. Uh, unfortunately, we had at least two uh, fatal stabbings recently. I think one of them was gang related, but the sad one from uh, two days ago was a dairy worker uh, in Sandringham, uh, a West Auckland suburb. Um, his name was Janak Patel. Uh, it's, a, I believe, a heavily Indian Hindu suburb in, in Sandringham. Uh, he'd been working uh, at the Rose Cottage Superette when it was robbed, uh, and he uh, attempts to confront the, the robber and was stabbed to death. Uh, and uh, it was always just going to be a matter of time before somebody ended up you know, being killed in, in the line of their work uh, because these robberies have been getting worse and worse. We've covered some of them in the past on the show. Uh, the government is being soft on crime, Jacinda Ardern is famous for her uh, absolute lack of care for any kind of justice. Uh, and obviously the government has been attacking uh, families, uh, uh, destroying family structure, you know, ripping apart the foundations of society. And they've been, consecutive governments have been doing this. Uh, you break apart families, the schools, you attack the very essence of people's identities by, uh, you know, with gender identity. Uh, you completely destroy uh, uh, any 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 stability in society. Uh, you you have no punishment for uh, theft or assault or, or whatever else. Uh, you shut down the courts for two years. Uh, it just things are falling apart, and um, there, there's a lot of anger and resentment out there now against Jacinda uh, because this is um, this is you know she she should own this. This is her fault. Uh, and her government's fault for her, for their absolute uh, failure, and yet it's perhaps a matter of time before we see uh, you know uh, shop owners arming themselves uh, or, or various uh, vigilante actions. All of that is possible in a society that starts to decay and, and fall apart. Well, it's inevitable in a society that's falling apart. 
Well, on uh, the subject of, of crime, there was a, a high-profile arson attack on the, the home of YouTuber-friendly Geordies, which it's being treated as arson, it, uh, and it, or it was uh, reported as a, a firebombing. So uh, Friendly Geordies is a pro-Labour Shield YouTuber. His uh, full name is Jordan Shanks uh, Markovina. Uh, so this was his Bondi home on Wednesday morning. He was not at the home at the, the time. Uh, now, he, like, is, in my opinion, is a real uh, jerk with his uh, pro-Labour uh, propaganda and he's a real arrogant uh, prick. But obviously, this is quite uh, alarming that this has happened. And, of course, who who would hate his... Uh, video, uh, video, videos so much because he did target uh, uh, a lot of people in his uh, anti-corruption uh, vlogs. Uh, so, who could it be? And it seems that the because uh, his uh, producer was arrested uh, last year uh, for uh, by the by the state's uh, fixated persons uh, unit and, and charges were dropped. It seems that this uh, suspected terrorism has worked because he's announced that he's uh, going to be stopped making videos in the, in the short term. And uh, Belly Cooper says, what is it? Uh, not bad for a Labour lefty, least he call, uh, called it out. And Kesho says, Tim is the only Jenna I trust. Thank you. Thank you, Kesho. Uh, Linda Hunter says, yes, it was the, the second firebombing attempt, but obviously this was the most uh, substantial one. So I'm not sure that something like this says, I mean, there's a lot of debate. Is Friendly Geordies an entertainer, journalist, or shill, or propagandist, or uh, whatever? Uh, but yes, like this, is, of course, is not on. I mean, it's lucky that he wasn't in the, the house at, at the time and, and wasn't hurt. Yes, sad to, to hear that. And hopefully that doesn't happen again or escalate uh, over your way um, because uh, that's, that's always a risk. Uh, now we'll move on to the, the big event in Victoria tomorrow, which is the state election day. Now, even though this is the official polling day, roughly around half the electorate has already cast their vote in, in pre-poll. I cast mm -hmm. my vote yesterday. Uh, tomorrow basically is the final day that you can cast a vote with the polls closing at uh, 6 p.m. Melbourne time. And of course, the Unshackle will be doing an election night live stream, uh, which will feature uh, myself, Nick Patterson, Richard Wollstonecroft, Damien uh, Ferry, and a number of other people as well. So we'll be starting at 6 p.m. on the Unshackled YouTube channel when the polls close. And uh, so the, the polls have uh, tightened. Uh, this is a, this is the latest of uh, Stephen Berry's poll of polls. So the Labor vote has been declining its primary vote, and uh, the that's good news. 
the LNPs is it's still in the 30s. Uh, the Greens are around 12%, but the others keeps rising. The two-party preferred, uh, he still has the Labor at uh, nearly 55%, uh, LNP 45%. Uh, but given that it looks like there will be a lot of independents and uh, teal independents who will be <laughs> the elected, the, the, two, the, the, the two-party preferred is meaningless. So uh, this was the, the final resolve poll in the, the age. Uh, so the, the two parties were neck and neck on a primary of uh, 36%, uh, the Greens on 10, uh, independents on 6% there, and the others uh, on 12%. And <clears throat> So and this is uh, the the final uh, Red Redbridge poll, uh, which Redbridge is run by Kos Samaras, who's a former Labor campaign director, is predicting that it could be a a hung parliament uh, with the uh, with the Dan Andrews Labor Party forced to go into minority government with the Greens because uh, the Liberals are preferencing Labor last everywhere. And I assume that if they don't win, and it's a Labor Greens minority, uh, they're hoping that Victoria will get. Well, they they hope that Victoria that Victorians will see that state could get even worse over the next four years, even if it hasn't already gotten awful over the previous four years. <laughs> I'm Labor Greens minority, but uh, Dan Andrews could. Uh, lose his own seat of of Mulgrave with uh, independent uh, Ian Cook, whose business I Cook Foods was shut down by Dan's chief health officer Brett Sutton in 2019. Uh, his uh, kitchen was falsely accused of uh, killing a woman with uh, 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 with listeria uh, at Knox Private Hospital. Uh, it, it, it was there were there. It was, it was, it was said that uh, it was their sandwich that killed the woman, even though they weren't the only, only supplier of Knox Private Hospital. And the city of Greater Dandenong uh, health inspector mysteriously found a slug on her inspection, which looked like it was planted there. And the Dandenong Council was a owner of a competitor of iCook Foods, Community Chef. So. Uh, Dan Andrews has been nowhere to be seen in his own electorate. In fact, he voted early outside of his electorate uh, with his uh, two eldest children and wife, Kath. Uh, so this looked like it was some sort of secret private polling booth there where nobody could dare. Like he's hardly done any, well, he's, uh, any public interactions. And uh, former uh, Liberal Premier Jeff Kennett I pointed out that uh, this is the real photo here. The exit sign above Dan's head mm -hmm. was it was a blurred out by his staff there uh, because they didn't want an exit sign above <laughs> above his, his head. head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we can hope for the best. Um, it would certainly take the cake uh, to see uh, Dad Andrews booted out of his own seat. Uh, that's that's yeah. the win that we'll hope for. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the electorate um, may not be smart enough to get rid of him. Uh, it's it's just the way it is. People are um, 
And people have been gaslit for so long that the the voters. Uh, yeah, they I, the, I thought... the pollsters are picking yeah. up that Dan Andrews is a drag on Labor's vote. Uh, there was the much anticipated Sky News Herald Sun People's Forum on Tuesday night where uh, Dan Andrews and Matthew Guy, the Liberal opposition leader, answered questions from 100 undecided voters who they were clearly vetted uh, so they would ask the most boring inane uh, questions like there was nothing about the the lockdowns and abuses of uh, <laughs> abuses of human rights mm -hmm. uh, so uh, the out of the 138 picked Dan Andrews 34 Matthew Guy and there was 28 undecided i thought dan andrews won that debate just because it looked like he'd rehearsed enough to answer any uh possibility so there's 88 seats in the the lower house that will form that decides who forms government uh there will have to be a supplementary election for the seat of narrican uh because the nationals candidate sean gilchrist died on on sunday it looked like he'd taken his own life he was facing rape and sexual assault charges which the it looked like the, the vetting process had failed for the national party there and uh the uh, also uh, last weekend uh matthew guy decided to make a captain's call uh in regard to the the lead upper house liberal candidate uh for the eastern eastern region uh renee heath because of a Nick McKenzie led 60 Minutes expose on her father's City Builders Church, which spoke to uh, Renee's uh, sister, Claire, and her ex-husband, uh, Patrick, who it is, uh, who got married and uh, Patrick was, had, what is that, uh, same-sex attraction. So his, fa his father suggested that he marry his daughter, which Nick McKenzie described him doing that as, as sick. And so uh, Renee Heath, none of, like, it was all based on her father. She, mm -hmm. uh, uh, yeah, nothing, yeah, there was, there was nothing, it didn't report on anything yeah, yeah. Uh, that uh, she said. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it very much sounds like the ability of the opposition to uh, steal defeat from the jaws of victory, uh, basically uh, their own worst enemy with some of their candidate selection, or at least not factoring in the fact that the media would come after them anyway. Uh, well, and, and yeah, what is that? Well, a caving in to what was a clearly yeah. biased. Yeah, that's uh, a, as well. Yeah. yeah, if you're going, if you, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to. Uh, do that at least stick by your candidates right uh, yeah or or filter them out beforehand if you're not going to st stick by them uh so yeah. uh, uh, it's yeah. a failure failure of, of both ways yeah. yeah renee heath though she's still campaigning for the liberal party and says it'll be for the party room after the election about whether she's allowed in it she was mm -hmm. handing out uh for the liberal candidate for mulgrave michael pastroni where she was approached by nine news asked about her uh views I am not a bigot. <laughs> I um, am a mainstream Christian who's so proud of my faith. And what that is about is love and acceptance. So I'm not against conversion therapy. I am not, um, no, I am against conversion therapy. I am completely against it. What do you make of that? <laughs> uh, she should have stuck with the Freudian slip. 
Uh, no. So Matthew Guy is. Uh, um, uh, give her a thumbs down. I w- wouldn't vote for her based on that clip alone. Matthew Guy is standing by another uh, candidate who uh, there was an expose in the the age, Timothy Dragon, uh, 26 year old from Narriwarren North, because he said he'd vote to ban abortion, would uh, vote against a first, uh, you know, a, like a a treaty with. First Nations people, Indigenous people, and was against the uh, the voice, and uh, didn't believe in uh, any 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 climate regulation legislation as well. He said, "What is it? Uh, a lot of a I, I covered it on my show Monday, but a, a lot of my audience uh, didn't find anything wrong with with what he said. But mainstream media said uh, it was bad. Yeah, he sounds he sounds great." Uh, absolutely. Yes. So I obviously there is the uh, the upper house as well. So there's uh, eight five member upper house regions. Uh, so forty in the legislative council, still elected by group voting tickets. The Angry Victorians Party uh, released uh, their conversation with the Presbyterian whisperer Glenn Drury, who said that his uh, goal uh, with because with group group voting tickets, if you vote one above the line, the party decides where your preferences go, where if you vote below the line, then you decide where your preferences go. So if you want to decide where your preferences go, vote below the line. Victoria is the only state with this group voting ticket still in place. So Glenn Drury said that he was working to elect a a crossbench that Dan Andrews could work with uh, and that he was behind the Sack Dan Andrews Restore Democracy party that was designed to feed preferences to the parties that he was working for so if you're voting for that party um you're not necessarily voting to sack dan andrews and uh restore democracy i uh published on the unshackled this uh, i always make sure you're on the opposition freedom party uh freedom parties uh guide uh for the upper house so there's the freedom party of victoria uh which is uh led by morgan c jonas uh, one of their leading anti-lockdown activists there is obviously one one nation the united australia party uh which got a victorian senator in ralph babette uh the lead can candidates down here are jeff shaw ex-liberal mp and uh, ralph's brother matt uh, babette the democratic labor party pro-life uh, pro-family party uh, which is led led by former liberal M- mlc bernie finn who was kicked out for expressing his pro-life beliefs and also running at this election is adam somriak the former uh, right Labor MLC, who was also a who's also political career in the Labor Party, was ended by a Nick McKenzie investigation into branch stacking. There is the resurrected Family First Party. Its uh, state leader is Lee Jones. There's the Liberal Democrats uh, with uh, incumbent MLCs David Limbrick and Tim Quilty, and the Angry Victorians Party, who I mentioned. So. Uh, that is led in Victoria uh, by Chris uh, Burson. Uh, it's the Victorian branch of the Australian Values Party, founded by retired Special Forces Major Heston Russell. 
And uh, also running for re-election is uh, Catherine Cummings, MLZ, who uh, was investigated by Victoria Police by saying that at this election she wanted to turn Dan into red, uh, pink mist, which is, of course, a military <laughs> analogy. <laughs> uh, also, uh, some side, uh, when I say side election, issues they're not front and center at the, the campaign but they they are still quite uh concerning because uh if anyone watched uh, peter credlin's the cult of dan andrews uh dan andrews acolytes uh, they are now uh, pervade various bureaucracies and so vic rose decided to cancel the number plate of a of of a driver who Whose number plate was was Dan out uh, because apparently they have the the the, the power to cancel personalised number plates which are considered uh, obscene, and also uh, <laughs> there was a basketballer Andrew Bogut. He posted on his Instagram that uh, the Victorian Education Department. I, they that uh, schools can uh, undertake gender transition without the consent of the parent or guardian and or without consulting medical uh, practitioners. If the parents will not consent uh, of the student support plan, it will be necessary for the school to consider whether the student is mature minor, that quite disturbing language. And uh, now, as you can see, uh, the fact checkers said it was uh, false. And so I'll bring up uh, the... RMIT uh, fact check. And so it says, what was claimed? The Victorian government can give permission for school children to undergo gender transition without parental knowledge or consent. The verdict, false. The Victorian government cannot give permission for a student to undergo medical gender transition, except that that was not the claim. People under mm -hmm. age 18 can only access gender-affirming medical treatment with consent from their parents or carers or failing that by seeking a court order so it's one of those basically it's like they're, they're saying that something else uh, is untrue and therefore they can say that it was false and so andrew bogart who's an australian basketball legend emailed the rmit fact check and said oh it looked like it was a a meta uh algorithm generated fact check <laughs> but, and uh, of course, the the Matthew guy, uh, liberal. And this is one of the, one of the reasons have not said have not uh, have not said that they oppose this education policy. Well, one of the reasons that that Facebook is is dying and Meta as a company is dying is because they decided to do this fact check stuff and the algorithmic fact fact checks as well. Um, because you can't talk about anything anymore. Because if you try and uh, discuss or debate a controversial issue. Uh, it doesn't matter which side you're on. You're going to get you're going to get fact checked uh, because the algorithm can't tell whether you're uh, w w whether you're sharing the information uh, to debunk it or whether you're sharing the information because you think it's true. Uh, and they've completely destroyed their platform. Like Facebook is dead. Uh, if you guys, I, don't, I mean, I, I I'm have still have to be on there for various reasons, uh, but it's dead. There's, there's basically nothing happening there anymore uh, uh, because they they've killed it with their fact checks and. and uh, it doesn't help, obviously, that the fact checks are half of them are fake anyway. So you have false, false fact checks. But yes, even the ones that are true, the ones, even the fact checks that are true are still annoying 99% of the time. And, and it just totally murdered the platform. Yes, though, uh, 
of course, uh, the, the, the more important aspect of this for the election tomorrow is, uh, as I was saying, it does, uh, because the, uh, the Liberals believe, uh, partly believe they, they lost uh, the state election in the 2018 dance because they, uh, they oppose the, the LGBT safe schools program. So they don't have a, a policy on a, on this, this, yeah. this sort of, this sort of thing going on in, mm-hmm. in schools to, to yeah I mean, to... we have the same thing here in new zealand with the national party well we'll say that they're straight up support this they don't see any problems with that it's all great and wonderful uh because they again they think that they're going to lose without it again i would say make sure they lose uh uh, uh that that's uh, this who, who cares if 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 they win it's the same story what's the point now we are into overtime uh i'm not sure oh, yes. how much further you can go uh, time has flown uh, yeah <laughs> we should try and wrap it up uh yeah i might just getting, do a, a federal uh politics brief report so uh, yeah, any yeah. last questions drop them in the chat we'll go for five or yeah. ten minutes five yeah. or ten minutes yeah. and we'll, we'll end the show yeah uh, we have some developments in some long-running uh, uh federal uh political sagas uh we finally got the report uh, today into Scott Morrison's infamous multiple secret ministries mm-hmm. uh, 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 during uh, his last term in office, which he said was needed because of the pandemic in case any of his ministers felt ill. Uh, so former High Court Justice uh, Virginia Bell uh, delivered her report, uh, which uh, it, uh, she said, uh, that uh, his, uh, if I go further down here, that uh, his uh, secret uh, ministries uh, was it. Uh, the appointments had been surrounded was a, it was a, cor- a corrosive of the trust in government. Uh, so Scott Morrison still has defended his his uh, conducts, uh, but. Uh, Obviously, uh, there's going to be new legislation to make sure that these sort of secret ministries can't happen again. Uh, the, the, today, the Home Affairs Minister, Claire O'Neill, she finally had an in-person meeting with the Western Sydney mayors who aren't too keen for the ISIS brides and children to be repatriated from <laughs> you don't say. who left Australia to uh, join their husbands to fight with with ISIS we, so we should, I, I suggest a compromise is that you give them to the to the right-wing incels and we call it even uh, so apparently they're going to be more scattered around uh, these uh, the, these uh, ISIS ISIS brides, so they're not all dumped in in Western Sydney. The reason why the mayors are up in arms is because a lot of refugees from the the Caliphate have settled there and don't want the the people who wage war against them to be their next door neighbours. Uh, the federal senate, uh, I passed a second reading vote to restore territory rights to legalize euthanasia so basically if this legislation passes it's a de facto vote on uh, the legalization of euthanasia in the act and the nt because those governments will legalize euthanasia as all the the states have there and uh, also, a Anthony Albanese is threatened to extend the uh, par- a Parliament's uh, sitting days, uh, so he can get 
uh, its proposed multi-employer bargaining legislation passed by Christmas. Uh, Teal Independent, uh, ACT Senator David Pocock uh, wants more small businesses to be exempt from being part of this multi-employer bargaining process, which basically takes us back to centralised wage fixing of the, the 1970s. He wants the, because uh, at the moment the legislation only exempts business with 15 employees or, or less. And this is something that the Teals are challenging labour on. So the, the Teals in the lower house, such as uh, Zoe Daniel and uh, Allegra uh, Spender, uh, they are asking the government questions uh, about uh, what effect this will have for, for small business. And there's also an idea from New Zealand that is, uh, that is uh, well, it's gained traction with uh, one of the, the teals here in Australia, uh, Monique Ryan, the, the mask Karen, moaning Monique Karen. <laughs> uh, she is on board with the idea to lower the voting age to, to 16 because, well, she probably thinks it'll increase her margin in Kuyong <laughs> for the next election. Yeah, I don't know if they... Uh... I shouldn't necessarily rely on that. But yeah, so the Supreme Court in New Zealand ruled that the uh, voting age was inconsistent with the Bill of Rights, uh, except the Bill of Rights is the bill that sets the voting age uh, to 18. So the Bill of Rights is inconsistent with the Bill of Rights. Uh, this is because Parliament has passed a uh, passed an amendment previously stating that the court uh, could rule on inconsistencies, legislation as being inconsistent with the Bill of Rights. I'm just not sure that they predicted or imagined the Bill of Rights being ruled as being inconsistent with the Bill of Rights. Um, but anyway, they, the Parliament asked the courts to do this, um, to, to, to uh, check for inconsistencies. The, the decision to get here is, was quite a tortured one. Basically, they didn't ask for a legal... Uh, uh, basically, they ruled on it by, uh, from the perspective of a sociological arguments as to whether or not 16 year olds brains were, were developed <clears throat> um and the court the sorry the crown didn't provide a defense on that basis so they the, the judge just gave the win to to make it 16. Well, crown. if they didn't want to uphold their own electoral legislation yeah, but but it doesn't really in the end um the the court can't actually overturn legislation so the voting age is not going to change simply the matter has been referred back to Parliament, and Parliament uh, gets to make a decision. And basically, they can just say, "Yes, it is consistent because we say it is," and then the matter is closed. Or they can say, uh, "You know, okay, we'll, we'll change something." Uh, it doesn't look like Jacinda has the votes to drop the the voting age down. Um, but yeah, basically, uh, the the Crown deliberately botched their defence of the process, and the uh, you had. Uh, um, you know, you have these left left wing activist judges now who uh, make stuff yeah, up as I, they go along. They they well, they come up with these bizarre rulings because uh, they at least uh, it's not binding. It's just uh, they, no, they, no. But they see themselves as kind of uh, they don't see themselves. They're, they're no longer grounded in a a common law that has its basis in natural law that has you know that has its basis in God. So the judges are no longer. Uh, looking at the world as, as they are judges you know, with the authority of God, but rather they are God effectively. And, they, and so they make uh, bizarre rulings 
you know, where they think they need to uh, settle political questions. Uh, and that's going, that's, yeah, that's getting worse in New Zealand. Uh, it's, it's, we need to have, we need to clean out the bench. Uh, some have said, have noted that it seemed to be particularly the boomer, was, uh, the, the boomers getting to the bench and doing this. But I think subsequent generations will be worse because it's the same, uh, it's, they're, they're less religious. And so they're more likely to do, to uh, uh, expand their own mandate beyond its divinely ordained purpose. Uh, and uh, yeah, but it, it doesn't seem like it'll get through parliament at the moment. So uh, it's been been hyped up as a big thing, but the Supreme Court can't actually overturn legislation in New Zealand. Uh, it's probably a, a silly question to end upon, but are you uh, watching the, the the latest sports ball tournament, the FIFA <laughs> World Cup? I've, I've, been, I've always been critical of the sports ball, but the one thing I did pay attention to when I was younger uh, was soccer. Uh, the Netherlands had a big kind of soccer scene or football uh, scene uh, and uh, so I follow that a little bit but I haven't been watching any of the FIFA games I've just been watching the entertainment uh, uh, been been watching uh, you know Saudi Arabia rack up a good victory Japan rack up a good victory it's like the uh, the trad nation home advantage uh, where uh, the woke uh, the the woke teams are being thrown off their game because they can't uh, wear their uh, uh, particular uh, or, or whatever it is, they they're they're, um, they're, they're being defeated uh, by the by by uh, the more homogenous traditional nations, and uh, it's good to see. I'm enjoying that aspect of it. I'm enjoying all the memes that come out of it. Yes, and uh, of course the the German uh, men's national uh, football team uh, was the decided to invent what is that? This I assume this is like the 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 gay version of the the blm knee covering, covering yeah they're taking head. the knee it's um, like it looks like they're like choking on something or just something went down <laughs> the wrong way it's a very it's a very weird thing and they, they course lost uh, to uh japan 2-1 mm. in the access derby uh, if you can call it that uh, be, yeah, they did that because they, well, if their captain wore the One Love Rainbow armband, uh, then uh, he would get a yellow card. So the the German interior minister did uh, wear it while sitting next to the, the FIFA president. And it says that <laughs> Germans haven't been so passionate about uh, armbands since the 1930s. Mm, uh, that was the exact thought that entered my mind when I uh, saw, the, saw the Germans complaining about their armbands. <laughs> uh, it's certainly, uh, it's the same kind of uh, ultra-nationalist imperialism that they're attempting to to foster on the world uh, uh, with with their armbands. Uh, I don't think it's working. Uh, I think it's a no. <laughs> uh, cultural uh, beliefs have probably hardened. No, that's exactly. Uh, we can we're seeing you know we're, we were seeing the birth of a of a multipolar world. We're seeing uh, the waning of American hegemony. Uh, uh, as far as I can see, things are moving backwards uh, for them, and that's a good thing. We will enjoy it. I mean, uh, my opinion is, if you want to show these, you know, these backwards countries up that uh, that, that uh, you're uh, that uh, don't stand up for uh, uh, 
certain human rights, then you should focus on beating them on the mm-hmm. on the field. Uh, obviously, Saudi Arabia upset Argentina. Mm-hmm. Uh, so focus on the football, like because yeah. that would be the worst yeah, thing. The, the country's getting in the World Cup. And you can talk about human rights all you want, but when you spend two years violating the human rights of your own populations, uh, you know, the, who's, who, who, why, why would anyone care? Uh, good to see them lose. Yeah, but go the Socceroos. Hopefully bounce back against uh, <laughs> Tunisia. I will end it there. Uh, so second last show. Uh, so next week is our grand finale. See you next week. And we will be joined uh, probably by Stephen Barry and um, also by Origin, our Right Minds mod. And your if wife, they're available yeah. next Friday, they'll join us for the last show. Uh, and we'll see you then. Yeah, and tune in tomorrow night on the Unshackled YouTube channel from 6 p.m. Melbourne time for a special election night live stream. Our expectations are low, but of course there's there's also the the, the dream that uh, Dan could uh, be given the boot. But uh, we'll finally know tomorrow night. So so tune in then. Uh, Richard Wollstonecroft he's got uh, one final report from Tiger Mountain, which I'll be releasing later on the state election. He'll also be joining me on the panel. So good night, everybody. Good night. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of Trad Tasman Talk. Keep up with the latest real news and analysis from the Tasman nations. Visit theunshackles.net and rightminds.nz.